Good morning. Wanted to get you a grain and cotton market update. This will be an audio update only, and I wanted to dig into some of the factors that are driving the volatility that we've seen over the last week and um, some of the data that the market's trying to digest. We're going to start in South America where, you know, if you remember, the government report showed losses in Brazil of about 5 million metric tons and about 3 million metric tons in Argentina. The trade uh, has since then added <clears throat> to that. Uh, their view is that the losses in Brazil are somewhere between 10 and 20 million metric tons and that the losses in Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay are somewhere between 10 and 15 million metric tons. So you can see where this is headed. The market, the range of market estimates trade private sources is between 20 and 35 million metric tons loss uh, for uh, soybean production in South America as a whole. Now to put that in perspective, 20 million metric tons is 733 million bushels. 35 million metric tons is 1.2 billion bushels. And with global stocks to use ratios already at low levels, these kind of losses would pile drive the global stocks to use ratio down to 20 year lows in soybeans. And so this came out of the blue after four, five, six months of consolidation. And a lot of negativity towards soybeans is now on its heels and trying to figure out, you know, they're just getting out of these short positions they have. And now do I get long? Do I add to it? And the answer is, you know, what is demand? And demand is very strong. Palm oil set a record high price last week as Indonesia banned uh, exports uh, about 20% they wanted to save for internal use because food inflation is running so hot there. So palm oil immediately responded by making record high prices last week. That of course directly correlates to soybean oil and soybean oil uh, you know, went, went on up as well. And so that adds to the demand story in a sense that, <clears throat> excuse me, crush margins uh, are very high. They're still hovering around $1.50 a bushel. So even though soybeans have rallied so much, guess what? Demand is holding in there and staying intact. So, you know, where you start running into concern is when you rally prices and demand can't handle it. But that is not the case in soybeans. So that move last week gave us the opportunity to go ahead and market and, you know, another 20% of this year's crop. We should be about 60% sold. And now we're sitting on about 40% waiting to see where the story finishes. Where does South American production end up? Because if it is closer to 30 or 35 million metric ton loss, that probably could put another dollar or two in soybeans. And so our plan for here forward on beans is to see if we can get, you know, a dollar rally from that 1450, get to 1550, and we'll sell some more old crop beans. We're still patient on new crop, looking for something a lot closer to $14 on those. 1380, 1390 would be a good place to start, dipping our toe in the water, doing about 20% of new crop sales there. The corn losses are also uh, pretty big in Brazil. Their first corn crop that they don't export, there's some losses there. Same thing in Argentina. It's not as big a story, but it's still a story. 
corn demand remains very strong as ethanol margins are holding tough and feed demand as there is no wheat to feed feed demand for corn equally strong so corn is bumping along <clears throat> with a bullish uh, supply and demand story of its own I think the government still is 100 to 150 million bushels too low on ethanol demand. And of course, the feed demand largely impossible to figure out because nobody can calculate feed intake of all these animals, of the beef, the dairy, the chicken, and the hog, right? But my sense is, based on basis levels that are out there, uh, feed demand remains very, very strong. So here we sit with shrinking global production on beans and corn and demand that's holding in there those are the earmarks of a very strong market bullish market now funds themselves the speculators are adding to their length as the inflation narrative continues to gather steam and the way you hedge your risk in an inflationary market is you buy commodities and so we talked about before how the speculators overall the the the, the people that run hedge funds that at the end of the year still believed inflation was transitory every day come to work are getting proven more and more wrong and they seem to be out of step with the idea that inflation is going to be here to stay at least longer than they thought so so speculators uh, are coming in buying commodities as well they're on the wrong side of inflation still and then remember you know when you're in an inflationary environment it gets harder to f you know, flush the end user out. It gets harder to find the price at which they they ration demand, and we need to. We don't really need to look any further than our our own business, right? Here we are staring down the barrel of record high input prices: fertilizer, chemicals, um, you know, uh, equipment, and we're paying it, right? Because our revenue is keeping pace with it. We're in an inflationary environment. We're going to pay these prices. We may not like it. We may not agree with it. We may have our theories as to why we're here. But the reality is we're going to pay three to 400 times more, percent more, for some fertilizer and chemicals than we did last year. We have no choice. Okay, And that's, a, again, another symptom of an inflationary environment. You cannot ration demand of these inputs. You need them to make this crop. We may shift acres, we may plant less corn and rice, and we may plant more cotton and beans, and we may and wheat, we may move some acres around. Um, and, and that's my view is I, I still think we're gonna lose three to four million acres of corn. I think we're gonna add two million acres of beans, two million acres of cotton. But that debate rages on and will for the next three or four months. And in fact, maybe switching at the 11th hour. We may get to April or May and not like the price or not get the inputs we need to make these crops and switch one more time. So the volatility related to acres is going to be with us for the next three or four months. Then we'll have added volatility on the input availability going forward. So there's plenty of, of concern on the production side going forward. The question would be, of course, does demand hold in there? And right now it is. So we're watching that dynamic very carefully. For cotton, uh, the export sales remain strong. We had good sales last week. Shipments continue to lag, so we're watching that carefully. Mills uh, on the board are still short 36,000 contracts on the march. They've only got um, about three weeks to get out of that position. 
so we go into delivery the, the week of the 21st of February, and the mills are going to have to make a very difficult decision as to whether they want to exit that short position or roll that position into the May or the July. They're all very, very short. Still the July contract as well. So, you know, you're seeing the price volatility really start to ramp up here over the last week. We've talked about this, how, you know, I felt like that um, that's, that short position is going to ultimately get flushed out, taking cotton to that $1.34 area where we will exit this year's crop. Uh, any, any old crop we have left over, we will sell there. Now, I will say that it is always possible that we keep going, right? Um, technical charts only are in a guide. They're not a- absolute. And I don't have the answer as to where cotton's going to go. But I do feel like the combination of the fundamentals, the spec position setup, and the charts are telling me that that's where we're headed. And that should you know, give us a- an opportunity to market that last portion of our crop and be very, very happy. New crop is tagging along with it. We're at $1.01. One. Uh, for those producers that have reliable production, uh, I'm not messing around with dollar cotton. I'm going to sell dollar cotton, and I'm going to be happy to do it. And will I leave some money on the table? Probably so. Okay. But the the dynamic that's out there going forward is too wild, too uncertain, too much volatility. I say we add 2 million acres. What if we add 3? What if we add 4? We don't know. I know globally we're adding a lot of acres. Uh, I know that cotton continues to outpace other crops, the revenue that this provides. And I also know that demand is going to get is hurt and, and is going to continue to get hurt going forward, um, especially if old crop decides it wants to you know go to that dollar thirty dollar forty area. It's going to really do a hurt on the demand story, and that will take a long time to play out. But for us as producers of this crop, we are thankful for the opportunity to sell dollar cotton, and we'll be fully engaged. Insurance ought to set close to a dollar, giving us a, 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 an excellent floor on the rest of the crop that we can't sell. For those of us in West Texas or other areas that have a little inconsistent production, we will just use insurance. All right, we don't, we can't sell physical cotton here because we are just in such a bad drought right now. We can't, but all of us can participate in ninety cent puts. Uh, right now, they're trading at about four cents, um, and I, I think ultimately we are going to, you know, have a shot at maybe buying those at two cents. Okay. So right now, 90 cent puts are at four cents, okay? But if I get another 30 days underneath us and I get a higher price, if I can buy those at three, I will start buying 90 cent December puts at three cents to protect that portion of the crop that we cannot sell. And that might be a little bit or it might be a lot, but that is the strategy. And we will be 100% protected on this crop in this area. For future sales on corn, we did um, hit our target at 640 last night. It's one of the main reasons why we put targets in, because oftentimes we go right to them, go through them for a little bit, and then we suck back hard, and that's exactly what we did today on on March corn. So if you had your orders in at 640, you did very, very well. Um, For those of you that did not, uh, I would would put orders in back at that 640, because I do think we will hit it. New crop corn, uh, as I'm, I'm, you know, still remain very bullish new crop corn because I do think we lose acres. And I do think December we will have a shot very close to $6 on Dees corn, at which point we will then market 20% of our new crop corn as well. So stay patient, 
stay disciplined, and uh, that is the update. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. Again, these are my opinion and not those of ADM or ADMIS.